We make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Hi, good evening, and uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. Look, oh, look who might be coming this way, you know? <laughs> I'm Gord Riddell, your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Alexia Georgiousis. How are you? I'm well, Gord. How are you doing? <laughs> good. Like- A little crazy. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So I like your tie. I was go- do, you like, do you love that tie? I do love the tie. Once a I year. <laughs> I can't quite see it. Can you come a little closer? It's Santa with the... It's just Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Looks good. Santa Claus saying, ho, ho, ho. It's kind of fun to wear to church. <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually had a, a thing that you could squeeze and it would go, ho, ho, ho. In the bottom of it, but unfortunately, it died. That's how oh. old it is. <laughs> wow! But it was kind of fun to to, uh, to wear, uh, as I said, literally at church, and and you know, let it go off. My brothers and I used to like to do things like that. Um, <laughs> um, now we uh, are available, and we're live tonight on Christmas Eve. And our number, if you would like to call us, is one eight 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 three four six. 9141 and that is toll free from anywhere in North America. If you are calling internationally, it is 001-480-553-5760. And if you're Santa, you have a direct line, okay? Because I didn't get my order in. <laughs> That's right. So tell me about Christmas for you. What was it like? Well, Did you have good good times. Oh, yeah. As a child growing up, I mean, you know, my my mother's Welsh background, uh, Anglican, my father was Greek Orthodox. So we did typically celebrate um, Christmas on the uh, 25th of December. And uh, Christmas Eve was typically a lot of, as a child, a lot of anticipation, a lot of excitement. Sometimes we were allowed to open a gift, um, you know, before we went to bed. But um, yeah, it was it was always a you know. It was oh, a, would you wait it actually until the next day before you yes, actually did? Yes, the, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Um, no, we we were we just did not open anything on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, it was um, uh, always always the next morning, you know, and we would be up very very early. <clears throat> I remember my mother. May she rest in peace. Um, she uh, uh, finally said, okay, you know, you guys are kind of older. We're, well, I was home from university and everything. We can sleep in for a little bit. So at about 5.30, who's up knocking on the door of my mother? <laughs> Come on, Santa's been here. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> the same as when we were kids. It was very long, oh, long day. That would endearing. usually wind up in some sort of, you know, craziness around the dinner by the time it finally hit the table. Yeah, Christmas Eve was actually relatives. You know, okay. relatives coming over and, yeah. uh, you know, sort of making the the, the, the tour of, of various, uh, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins. So we we always stayed stayed in one place and people came to us, Okay, I guess, because we, you know, too many kids or my grandparents were there uh, almost always with us. So that made a difference. You know, well, so. we had um, my father's because uh, his name is uh, Christos, like Chris. And so name yep. day is really big in the Greek culture. So Christmas Day was often when relatives would come over and we would get lots of phone calls to wish him happy name day. Um, so it was it was sort of, you know, both the family celebration and then relatives. And of course, there was typically a, a church um, event that we would sometimes not always go to, but that was usually on, um, you know, it's bigger in Easter with Easter with Greeks, but also uh, really? Christmas Eve was sometimes, yeah, Easter was a, is a big part of the Greek culture. Right, right, you know, right. Big celebration. Well, but actually, speak- Christianity is more about, really, <laughs> Christianity is more about uh, uh, the whole concept of resurrection than it is about, you know, birth. Yes. Thing. What's interesting is, is that if you look at the Bible, they, they never once say when Jesus was born. Interesting. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's never in there. And, it, and it's really interesting because, you know, it's kind of like if you're going to have like this star kind of that's basically what it's evolving around, you better kind of have some data as to the fact that he became a human being, right? Because mm. it's the whole idea of, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. becoming God becoming a human. And so, you know, there was nothing there. So they, they actually began then to to play with it and, and look at it, but it would be like a couple of decades or a couple of centuries before they actually started to come up with a, a time as to when he might have been, been born. And the fact is, is that it wasn't December 25th. Well, I think there's a lot in in terms of you know who wrote what, what's accurate, what's you know the sadly the you know there's a there's a a, a woman who I know of a teacher uh, Episcopalian a minister who named Cynthia Bourgeau and she wrote a really interesting book called The Wisdom of Jesus and just talking about the teachings have been lost because of all the. Uh, essentially the damage that's happened with around Christianity. And, you know, it's true of many religions that there's been so much pain and suffering that's been created. But this Christmas Eve, I think, is very interesting given the time of year. Mm-hmm. I just found out my mother uh, ruptured her Achilles tendon. Um, right. And so, you know, it's like, what a way to spend Christmas Eve. She's oh, right now in, in, you know, and, and I think there's lots of people that things are just happening and it's a very different time you know, overall. It's a bizarre time. Pandemic. Yeah. You know, it, it really is a very, very bizarre time. Uh, certainly, n- none of us have had any exposure to to a pandemic shutdown, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Ontario, all of Ontario after Boxing Day. Well, Boxing Day, if you're from America uh, listening, uh, thank you for listening. Um, we have this British holiday that they used to actually hold boxing matches on the day after Christmas. And so it became a holiday. And so always, we have two days holiday in, in uh, Canada as a result of that. I, Gord, I always thought Boxing Day was related to the boxes that the Christmas gifts came in. No, it was so actually it, to do with boxing. Really? Actually, yeah, that's when they had like the big fights and all that kind of stuff was, was on, on Boxing Day. Great. I had no idea. And then idea. it sort of evolved into now the equivalent of, of uh, what is it, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving in the States, you know. Uh, yeah. So, actually, we've, we've also adopted that. So, we have Black Friday and we have Boxing Day. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, our, our uh, American friends are going back to work the day right after Christmas. They get one day. Yeah. That's it. And that's tough because there's a lot to do on Christmas. There's a lot to do on Christmas. There's a lot of visiting. The like, what kind of food would your family typically have? You're not supposed to be visiting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> True enough. True enough. But going back to to sort of memories, Gordon, what kind of foods would you have your family? Oh, uh, we were very traditional. Uh-huh. You know, the big turkey. You know, that had been cooking since you know eight o'clock in the morning. And so on, and and usually it was you know it was served quite early, like maybe probably closer to five, I would say, or even earlier than that kind of thing. Um, But it was the whole thing of getting up and doing, doing, you know, the uh, opening up presents. And as we got older, drinking coffee, and then then we would have like a big breakfast made and all that kind of stuff. Um, Right, right. There'd be no lunch. It was just kind of like you were eating. There was all kinds of stuff out all the time. People yeah. just came and grazed and all that kind of stuff. And there were times with, you know, a couple of times when my mother had as many as like 26 people for for, uh, for uh, Christmas dinner. That's, so, that's a big amount of people, a large amount of people huge. to feed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And fun. Fun, though. Yeah. I remember yeah. Christmas morning. I don't morning. think it was so much fun for her. She usually yeah. ended up feeling like totally stressed out and crying. Really? <laughs> sort of by the end. Yeah, I think it was a dynamic that we worked out. But um, yeah, it was a kind of an interesting getting getting so overwhelmed, you know, but yet yeah. it, it was repeated every year. You know, well, and, and you know, that's the, that has actually is a, a good observation, because I do think that a lot of people get very um, sort of overwhelmed around planning and then the family function or having so many people and wanting it to go a certain way. And right. that there, it is a lot of pressure because I know the same for my mother. I mean, she would, she would try to be as organized as possible, but it was a big thing to just get everything ready timing wise. And, you know, in the morning, you know, kids are just 
opening up gifts, playing with toys, eating eating lots of chocolate. And we would get these parcels that my (laughs) mother's mother would send. My grandmother, uh, Nana, in uh, Wales, South Wales, we would get these massive packages coming overseas. And they were just... They were packed with the most amazing gifts for, you know, kids to open up. It was so exciting. So very privileged, right? We had lots and lots yep. of abundance there. And it's almost excessive in many ways too, right? Oh, it, it was, it's beyond excessive. Yeah. You know, it really is. Um, you know, one of, one of my memories, and, and I think I, I might have told it last year on the show, because it really is one of my, my most favorite memories of, of childhood, was I was only about five years old. So I only had one brother up to that point. Um, and he was, you know, everyone's younger than I am, as usual. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I woke up for some reason and I could hear something going on in the living room. And so I, I kind of snuck out of the bedroom and I snuck down the hall. And, the, you know, all the Christmas tree lights were on. So it was like, it was like bathed in this sort of reddish blue pinky kind of light. Mm. You know, and I walked in and there was my dad. It was about 5.30 or 6 in the morning. And my dad had, had built my railroad gift. And he'd been up all night. And it went all the way around the living room and behind here and up and over. And, and you know, it was just the most awesome thing to walk into between the lighting, you know, oh. and, and just seeing the, ooh, you know, kind of thing. It was, uh, it was amazing. It was absolutely an amazing. And I still, it's just one of my fondest memories of Christmas. Oh yeah. What a beautiful image too, because I can totally picture that from what you described. Oh, I was so little, you know, yeah. I mean, as I said, yeah. I was probably all of five because I know what house we were living in at that time. And uh, yeah, coming down the hall with thinking, what, what's going on in there? You know, maybe it's yeah. Santa. I'm going to catch yeah. Santa. You know, yeah. there was my dad, you know, screwdriver and everything. And he, he had put it all the way, the track it down and put it all the way around and little village and all that kind of stuff. It was, he stayed oh. up all night, you know. Wow. To, very to dedicated. That That's amazing. Yeah. My dad was very dedicated. Yeah. 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 I remember. Uh, they left too early because otherwise I'd still really like to do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah they passed away yeah, right, I wouldn't right, mind right. a train set again <laughs> well you know a lot of people have huge sets of decorations and I knew someone once who's, who, uh, whose mother had this incredible display of all of these Christmas trinkets and ornaments and like a village you know those big villages oh yeah where, yeah, yeah. Where, I know this and it's, does it, that. it's quite a thing right it's quite it's like a big yeah. puzzle almost for adults yeah. or big, you know, it's, it's a huge puzzle and they keep adding to it. Yes. He got to the point he had, I think five separate villages like around his living room and dining room and everything. And it was like, finally he was just like, I can't do this anymore. And he, one year he didn't bring it out. And then he was like, I wonder how my village people are. <laughs> so next <laughs> so year he, he started bringing out village after village, but it was really funny. Actually, it was quite funny. Well, I always uh, wonder how long do they stay up for? Like the month of December? I've, I don't know. Do they stay up till after end of January? Like when, because it takes a lot of time to put that together. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it depends how lazy you are, you know. I guess. Um, you know, in my house, because you see, we're, we're Scottish, uh, is you never, ever take anything down before New Year's. It's considered right. to be very bad luck. So you don't, yeah. you don't do like Christmas and then pull everything down and take off, you know, for the sun you don't put anything up instead, you know, right. or just the odd little token thing, but it's, yeah, you have to leave everything up for, for the, the duration of the time. So, you know, yeah, the 12 was... days of Christmas actually start on Christmas day. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, interesting. People think there's 12 days before. Yeah. The 12 days of Christmas is actually leading up to epiphany. Okay. Right? Which is right. January 6th when the Magi come. Right. Right. Yeah, bearing gifts. So, if you if you look at um, uh, you know some some of the Hispanic cultures, is that's when they actually exchange their big presents is on January the sixth, you know, because that's in line with more with the story. Whereas you know uh, this evening and tomorrow are actually much more of a religious holiday. Right. 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 You know, yeah. So that's your twelve days is is from now through until the sixth of January. Uh huh. Yeah, and in my household as well, we, yeah, we, we didn't take anything down until at least past the 6th. And I think that, you know, it, it also depends on the, which calendar, because some uh, people that are right, Orthodox, Orthodox, right. And so we were the 25th, but Orthodox would be more in terms of the January date. 
Right. In terms of Julian calendar, I believe it's called. I can't remember which one. Yeah. The, um, it was great because, you know, I, uh, I was partnered with, with uh, my very first partner, Ukrainian, which meant we had two Christmases. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Two, exactly. We had two of everything. It was great. I, I tried to negotiate for two birthdays, but they said no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is where you can, you know, celebrate name day as well as birthday, right? Because uh, as I was saying, is that name day in, in Greek culture is typically more celebrated as if it's like a birthday, but it's, the name day is, is uh, often a bigger one. Right, right, right. Right. The um, uh, yeah, we never had to like negotiate. Are you going to go to you know your parents or my parents? And we none of that even existed. It was just such a nice flow. People would be like, "Oh, I'm having this big argument, you know, about going to you know his parents, her parents, and everything." I'd be like, hey, "We got it made. I just went to the other calendar." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was so easy to do. Anyway, on that note, we will be back in two minutes on the other side of these commercials. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, I'm, I'm Gord Riddell. You're listening to Alexia Georgiusis, and we are talking about our favorite subject Christmas. Um, we were just talking about some childhood, uh, some childhood things with Christmas. Um, there's also, you know, sort of the history is really quite fascinating because some of the things that we do in our culture go back 2000 years, interestingly enough. Um, so, you know, but there's also another really, um, you know, sort of, I mean, this is a weird year, I know, but people have, um, you know, a sense of like, something's missing sometimes, you know, they have a sense of melancholy can come up. So, you know, I, I, I think what I really like to do is to, is to invite people to do what, what I do as a ritual on Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, especially, or leading into Christmas Eve, especially when uh, we're able to meet live this year is even worse. So there's people that are living on the other side of town that we can't see or that have passed on that might be a memory. So, if you have a candle, I wanted you to get a candle uh, that you can light, and um, uh, we'll, we'll light it at the end, but I'd like to take people through like a bit of a visualization, um, just about sort of getting in touch with that, that sadness, that so we can let that go, that we don't have to carry it, because this is really a weird, weird year, um, and you know, the most important thing is to remember, we can't do anything about it. You know, no, just no. accept that 
we're out, it's out of control. We're out of control. We don't oh. have control of our Christmas, you know, but what we no. do is we have control of our environment, our home. Exactly. And we have, you know, and, and, and that's what. Yeah. And, and Gord, this is great because um, just, just to, to correct you, Christmas is not actually my favorite subject to talk about, <laughs> but, but it's oh, more well. around the, you know, this, the solstice uh, is similar to what, I think that, you know, I like to celebrate as well in terms of the seasons and the connection, but it's a similar thing that there's a sadness and there's a feeling of letting go. And so this is beautiful that you're going to do this, um, this, this guided sort of, you know, experience. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, I mean, it, it, there's a reason it all ties in. And when we get to the history, we'll take a look at what's really going on here. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a reason that it, you know, the Jesus birth happens at you know the, the same time as as the shortest day of the year, but then we also have Hanukkah, we also yes. have Diwali. Yes, those are all festivals of light, of light coming into the world, and you know it's that's really important for us to to remember. So, so I'd really like people who are listening, if you just want to like make yourself really comfortable, um, and uh, just allow yourself to breathe in, very slowly filling yourself up. Knowing you are in control of your own body, you can open your eyes at any time and let your body relax. Nice deep breath in and just let go of any stress, blow any sadness, maybe anger. It's okay to let that go for a few minutes. And breathing in through your whole body and relaxing it. I'd like you to think of if you could magically invite anybody that has moved on to um, uh, after death to another place, maybe they live on the other side of the world and you really miss their energy. I'd like you to draw on that energy. I'd like you to feel that energy inside your body. I'd like you to feel it close to your heart and breathe that energy in. And as you, as you do that, if the person is in spirit, I'd like you just to say their name out, you know, or, or their title, like grandma or nanny or mom, dad. Those are all my people um, that I would love them to be here and to just breathe, breathe in their energy. Invite them to your Christmas this year. Invite them to be here, to be present to feel their energy, to know that you are not alone, that our ancestors, our friends of old or new are with us. Energy is always around us. It never leaves. It is only us that forget to tune into it. Invite your mother, your grandmother, your father, your brother, your sister, whoever. Invite them all. It's a very big Christmas dinner table sometimes. Invite the spirit of any one of those ancestors to come to you, to be at your table. And just breathing that in. Breathing it in, choosing to allow it to happen or choosing to not believe in it. It's okay, they'll be there. Breathing in, and now I'd like you just to open your eyes and see where you're sitting and the candle that you have. I'd like you to light that candle and as you light the candle, I'd like you to just to state the intention that this is for those that you have invited, seen or unseen, but energetically to be at your table this Christmas. And just breathe out, feel yourself ground, feel yourself comfortable in your chair. 
and making sure that you're grounded into your body. Okay, that's a, a, a really lovely ritual that I love to do at Christmas time. And I, I hope you found that to be of some some use to you. Um, as I said, you know, the sadness is there. It's important. Uh, but even even if it's a normal year, <laughs> if there ever was any, uh, that we, um, you know, can can uh, know that we can do this. We can better. It's really, really important. So, um, yeah. That was great. Welcome it was, uh, back. Remember, remember that uh, you can phone us in if you want at one eight eight. Uh, five five three five. Oops, sorry. One eight eight three four six nine one four one. The other number was the international one four eight zero five five three five seven six zero. Um, did you like that? I did. I did. I really oh, liked it, Gord, and I I found it very powerful around just calling in, especially this year. You know, remembering to call in these people that have been, you know, really magnificent in my own life and, and relatives that have passed and friends and, um, you know, people, loved ones. And, and, you know, the, you made a really good point that we, this is a a very uh, particular year where we cannot be in contact or we're not supposed to be in contact with, with each other in terms of, and it, and it does create this sense of isolation, which we know many people are experiencing, but having the idea of light and remembering that light is always around us, not just on mm. this day or not just at this season, but to me, it, it goes back to celebrating the, the light that's around every day. Imagine if we, you know, could do that yeah. as a as a as a world that it's just that's where you know our way of operating is to be celebrating light and the and the preciousness of of being alive because to me that's what I found is really prominent is the appreciation of what life means you know and so many yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely I guess you know I mean I'm kind of lucky growing up with a family that I a grandmother being a medium and you know it's like so saturday night well my grandma came and so we had a seance <laughs> um, you know when you live in the country i mean we're not exactly going to go out dancing uh, right um, that's amazing uh, amazing we were, you know yeah yeah i mean so it, it was just such an interesting natural thing to do but it was also such a natural thing that to just be in touch with that energy that you would just you know call upon and now my grandmother and my other grandmother and and so on, and just, you know, and now my parents, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and then I can just call on that, that energy yeah. to be around me, yeah. you know, I, I so, was, and then I can go, I'm too young to be an orphan, get back here. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, it's beautiful. No, it was really beautiful ritual, and I think it's, uh, I, I really liked how, uh, you know, you just let it, which was, which was really easy to drop into. So thank you oh, good, good. for that. Thank I'm you. Glad. I'm glad. Always oh, my pleasure. You know, I've done it in uh, where I, you know people have been there live, and and the first time that I did it at the college, and I gave people candy. I figured people would just kind of all come up, and you know, I had it all set up at the front that people could put in candy. It wouldn't catch place on fire with sand and so on, and people ended up like lining up, you know, and and it it became so. Like one after another, you know, they just went up and they, maybe the most there was two at, at any given time. And it was really an amazing experience. It was a very sick. I really, bet. I loved it. I bet. Yeah, I bet I it really would be. It. And, and look, this is, you know, for next year, because 2021 will be very different. We'll be, you know, looking back at, at going, wow, remember 2020? And, uh, you know, we still have a lot of unknown. I'm thinking of making this 2019B. Last year was 2019A. <laughs> this is B. Next year will be 2020, the real start of the decade. Yeah, that's a good idea. Great idea. <laughs> they, yeah, I just kind of flowed in for 2019. It's, you know, the same, same level of garbage. So uh, yeah. I think they should just be packaged up together and put up over there on a shelf somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I was I was reading an article on different uh, sort of ceremonies and things that were done in in different parts of the world, and one that was really shocking to me was apparently there's Kentucky Fried Christmas Dinner in Japan, that that's somehow become no. yeah that's somehow become uh, a tradition, a quirky tradition that they um, basically the often the the Christmas Day feast or actually it's not Christmas Eve my 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 error, but um, that that. Kentucky Fried Chicken is this, and I'm just, it's bizarre, but it's also been adopted because then you think, well, is this, it's, is, is it, what's the celebration about? And ultimately it's about connecting people, right? Well, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I mean, in, in the American South, you've got the deep fried turkey, you know, right. where they literally drop a turkey into this boiling thing of oil. And it's like, and this looks so scary, you know, um, <laughs> so scary. like just to get burned, you know, oh, or how about I've, I've never tasted beer it. up the turkey's butt. Right. You know, <laughs> I have, I have done the beer chicken before on a barbecue, which is okay. yeah, amazing, yeah. but I, I've never had the deep fried turkey, turkey in that kind of a, that thing, whatever it's called. You do it outside by the way. You don't. Yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> definitely. But I, I, apparently it's delicious. And, uh, I'm sure it I, is absolutely because yeah. it, because it would it would you know uh, deep frying you know kind of holds everything in yeah all the moisture because turkey's kind of dry yeah so, yeah and when uh, you'll get a kick out of this uh, this one too that was because I have a friend who's Norwegian but one of the it was a Christmas Eve tradition in Norway where people hid their brooms they hide their brooms and it baked, apparently dates back to centuries when people believed that witches and evil spirits came out on Christmas Eve looking for brooms to ride on. So, that is still actually that is still very much part of the Norwegian tradition is to honor the dead. Uh-huh. That is their so they they actually similar to you know the Mexican Day of the Dead. Yes, yes. Um, uh, they actually go and they place lights in, in this case like lanterns and candles and everything throughout the grave. And and they sing uh, the the song Santa Lucia Santa Lucia. That uh, you know, that's a that's a famous Norwegian Christmas carol that ah. actually is about those that have passed on. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting uh, uh, ritual that they they have, and it's kind of like Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Who it's knew? interesting about the brooms, the broom bit. I, well, exactly. I, I was like, wow, <laughs> no sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I texted my Norwegian friend to find out if she's hiding her brooms. I was thinking, hmm, wonder if she's hiding those brooms. Well, it would be the whole thing, you know, sort of the the, the fear of the, uh, the, you know, the, the, I guess, spirits coming out yes. of their evil spirits. Yes, that's whatever. exactly what it's you about, know. yeah. Which is interesting because it's, you know, only like uh, the month before, prior, well, but before that you're looking at, um, you know, All Saints Day. Right. You know, where we're dealing with, with all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, just kind of interesting. We have this, you know, it just kind of recurs. And, and of course, that ties in completely with Halloween. Yes. You know, Halloween, All Saints Day, and then All Souls Day. Yes, uh, yes. At the very beginning there. And it's just, yeah, it's just kind of really interesting. Uh, but yeah, I was blown away, actually. Uh, and and there's a couple of girl choirs that I heard, like, very young. And they're just stunningly beautiful to listen to. Mm. You know, coming out through the church, all you know, carrying candles, going out into the graveyard. And beautiful. So yeah, yeah, it was very beautiful. It was very beautiful. Um, you know, some of our traditions that we have uh, here in the West, you know, actually date back to two thousand years, um, and you know, we can thank Rome for that. Um, the Christmas tree, of course, comes from Germany. You know, the the Germans did the uh, the Tannenbaum. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the lit candle. And, and again, it, it's all about light, isn't it? You know, yeah. and, and so on. So, you know, that, that made its way into, into our custom. Fortunately, in, in Canada, not so much in the southern states, but in Canada, we got a lot of pine trees. So it's not a big deal to get, you know, get decent, decent pine trees for your house, you know, kind of thing. I have actually, uh, uh, Linda from work gave me a, Norf- a Norfolk pine. Mm, uh, about five beautiful. years ago, and it's decorated in the office, and it's been growing, and we decorated it, or I decorate it every single year. Oh, really? So you've got it actually growing yeah. inside. That's fantastic. It's, yeah, yeah, it's growing inside. It's in a nice big pot, and it's, you know, 
Yeah, it seems to like seems to like the place, so it keeps uh-huh. growing. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So I, I really like it because it's not a, you know like a dead tree. Yeah, I, I have a bit of trouble chopping down trees. So I do too. I I, I know, always think watch you know watch them lose all their pine cones. You know. Yeah, and it's 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 beautiful to have the 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 aroma like the scent that's there. But yeah, the the killing the tree is it's a it's feels wasteful. It feels like oh, am I honoring this life? Yeah. You know. Well, it, it is, but I mean, sort of the argument is too. They're also they're farmed. They're called. You know, they take out yeah. those and put in new ones, and it's yeah. you know, it's just yeah. it's a, it's highly sustainable. Uh, you know, those like Scotch pine and stuff like that. But a lot of a lot of pine though is really really special. That takes a long long time for them to grow, and uh, some of the spruce and stuff like that. You know, they're they're not culled in quite the same way. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, like on a farm. I think. Right, but anyways, right. you know. Yeah, so Christmas trees come out of Germany. Uh, Interesting. So in early Rome, um, I mean, this was this is what was so fascinating about the about the church. The church, of course, always means the Catholic Church when we talk about history, right? Yeah. Uh, because until you get to the 1700s and you get to Martin Luther, there is nothing. There is no other church, you know, the kind well, of thing. So hang on, hang on a sec. Can you go back about with yeah. Rome? Because weren't the Romans? They were not supportive of Christians or Christianity? Well, no, no, they were eventually, they were eventually Ah. uh, Constantine because his wife was a Christian in order to save her life. He made it the state religion. And I didn't know that. We're going to make another state religion here and we're going to break and go to commercial. We'll be back in two minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, just a reminder if you want to give us a buzz, uh, about your Christmas, we're toll-free anywhere from North America at 1-888-346-9141. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just talking about, um, I was mentioning about Rome. Now, uh, and about the church. So the church, one of the ways that they were very clever, other than the fact that they totally understood the requirement of ritual, that that's what that's what brings us in and keeps us going. So the mass is is brilliant. It's just absolutely brilliant because no matter where you are, it's always in the same language. What well, used to be same language, same you know uh, uh, same movements in the same order and the same. And so you know people were there. But like, how do you get all these other people to come and say, oh yeah, you kind of have a cool. Uh, so what they did was they tied some of the into existing ritual. So like, for instance, Easter was the festival of Easton. And it was a lunar, it was a lunar and that's why our, our Easter moves around all the time. It's not, it's a, 
let's say if it was really the date that he died, most of us remember the date, but it, but this was like no, it's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the after the the spring equinox. Boom! Now you can figure out what Easter is if you know what the spring equinox is. Um, you know what what is the the um, the thing with with Christmas and why it wound up in December was there was a festival in in Rome. Originally, it was only about three days called Saturnia, and it was the festival of Saturn, and the the um it was a big big festival and it was a lot of eating and drinking and hanging out with your friend family and friends and partying and, and gradually uh, the, the other thing that's really important is that there was uh everybody had the time off okay there was some role reversal that often the the masters were the slaves and the slaves were the masters so that they would sit and their masters would serve them their meals and all that kind of stuff. It also evolved too, because the judiciary was down. So there was no trials, there was no police officers, there was nothing. Uh, so drunk, you know, public drunkenness. Yeah. Go for it. Gambling was really big. Gambling was totally forbidden in, in early Rome. Um, and what what also then in some of the outer lying villages as this Centralia was in full blown uh, splendor, is that they would identify somebody that they thought was sort of a nasty person or somebody that they really didn't want around, and they would wine and dine them and wine them, fill them up and eat them, you know, just so that they were just like gluttonous and the whole thing. And on the twenty fourth, uh, it went from the seventeenth to the twenty fourth, seven days they would sacrifice them. They were murdered. Mm. And so wow. isn't this interesting that the next day then comes Jesus? Yes. So, so that is fascinating in terms of, uh, first of all, I'm very curious about this whole sort of what were, what, what was underneath this sort of, Many you know, people <laughs> celebrate. Yeah, very, but you know, around this big celebration, sacrifice this person. And then, yep. Who decided, oh, December 25th? Well, that, I mean, that's where the church begins to try and line up, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, to, to their existing, to something that they knew. And right. I mean, how much more perfect is it, redemptive, right, that you have, you know, you just did a week full of crazies and committed a lot of uh, uh, things against the Ten Commandments. I think going to church the next day is not a bad idea. <laughs> you know, there's trying also to, a very strong Greek to, influence here too, by the way. Oh, interesting. Um, well, yeah, I, yeah, because there's a there's a there's a merging of the gods of of uh, in mythology, you know, the the Greek gods and the Roman gods, you know. So Saturn and Jupiter are very similar, and and oh, the no wonder they were dancing out here the other night. That, I was just going to say that's because <laughs> I don't I don't know a lot about Greek mythology in terms of the gods, uh, but. I was just going to say that Saturn and Jupiter, that's been, you know, sort of in the astrology world that this is a big, and astronomy, but this is a big energy change time and a lot of shift and people have, have really felt it, you know. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I wish I wish we could have been out there and said. I know. There, I think there's a couple of, of pieces on this, on the, I think NASA filmed it and so on. But anyways, I, I haven't really had a chance to, to look at it, but you know, um, so so think of like eating, overeating, drinking. Um, I mean, that that goes back to like two thousand years, you know, yeah. um, from this one festival, and it that they they kept that as they moved into then the Christian, you know, with the Catholic Church. Well, it wasn't the Catholic Church then; it was just the Church. Uh, as the Church is coming along, so the, so this is this big huge overlap, mm. you know, between two, so that. It's not a it's not a big deal then to move people into sort of something totally well, with there's already familiarity built in. Well, and that's where it's a little, you know, tricky in some ways, right? Because it's well, a I sense think you're brilliant. of brilliant. Well, <laughs> I th I think it's sort really? of like I mean, you know, but it's it's a sense of here you come into ours because this is better. This is how we need to, you know, because again, look, we, we, when, you know, you know, Dr. Bruce Lipton is one of my favorite people around epigenetics and he has a wonderful series called Inner Evolution, where he speaks about the splitting between spirituality and science. 
and that it was it was really right. you know it's just one but the the church suddenly spirit and god was some somewhere outside not inside not around us so that's part of my comment around how you know the idea of the church that to just to say okay this is what we're going to do and and also letting go i i mean to be honest i think ignoring the planet ignoring indigenous cultures and ignoring those celebrations which is where i think it was sadly you know made some big errors <laughs> well there's no there's no uh there's no question it was different, but I, I, I have to applaud them because, I mean, there was no psychology back then. There was no psychiatry, although some of the Greek, you know, thinkers were pretty yeah. damn smart. Oh, yeah. Smart. Um, but just their recognition that by aligning familiarity, by creating repetition, you know, that suddenly, you know, here we are quite a few hundred years later, a thousand years later, uh, doing the very same thing. You know, yeah, yeah Constantine, um, uh, his, I mean, it was illegal to be a Christian up until that point. Um, Christians were often, right. you know, they were, they were uh, uh, often put to death. Yes, uh, yes. And so on. Well, his wife got involved with the, leave it to the women, you know, uh, they got involved with something illegal here. Uh, and she actually became a Christian. And so in order to, uh, it wasn't necessarily that he converted as much as it was to save her life. Uh, he mm. declared Christianity as a new state religion um, in Rome so that everybody then had to like follow it and people were no longer being, you know, uh, right. hurt by, right. by the right. belief system. So, um, you know, so that's, that's in like 327 or something like that, that mm. or 372, I forget exactly. What the, mm. what the date is, even though it's a big one, um, you know, that's where the whole thing then becomes, starts to pick up some steam and you have a bunch of stuff happening and then you get over, you know, it starts then to move up into, you know, uh, into, uh, through Europe, into, uh, you know, Germany and stuff like that uh, until you get up and then suddenly you come across Martin Luther says, I don't buy any of this crap, um, even though he was himself an ordinary uh, and started the Reformation, you know, mm. Protestantism, you know, protest, Protestant, the same right. root word. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and the whole thing changed. So uh, yeah. the Catholic Church then simply became the Catholic Church, you know, but yet we still carry on, you know, in our own different ways, but we still carry on. That is literally, or maybe a well, that's uh, that makes it quite fascinating. It it does. It's a fascinating history around the, sort of this a very like not, the Christian. Not as in Burr. Yeah, yeah. Around their yeah, Christian no, no, traditions, I think I'm right? My, uh, my connection a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but the uh, the the you know like, these traditions and and we just finished Hanukkah. Hanukkah just just wrapped up about what a week ago or so. Um, yes. but it, it is around light and Same very, very old tradition. Yeah. Very old tradition. And, and I think that well, that's what I love about the diversity. Yeah. And Diwali, the, the diversity around what this time is about for people and solstice, you know, every, all of it, right. All of it is, is very seasonal, but it's also having that yeah, well, awareness of what are we learning and what are we celebrating? What are we honoring? You know? Well, you know, I mean, it ties into, and in the, in the, you know, this is in the northern hemisphere. Yes. All right, which is actually it takes up a lot of land, but it's in the north. That this is also the very tail end, um, maybe not in Canada, but it's the very tail end of you know, the harvest. You know. Right. Um, right. So you know, south. I mean, into winter, but and I don't mean southern hemisphere. I just mean you know, south here. Uh, yeah. They are going down into uh, into colder weather, so therefore, you know, the harvest is finally finished, and so that ties into that darkness, right? Um, and the the food. I mean, we have Thanksgiving, but I guess we needed one more go around on on all that food. <laughs> well, and, and maybe maybe it's because it's in the in you know it's colder and people aren't seeing each other as much, and it's an opportunity to also you know try to have i mean pre-covid as well well this, this year is an is an exceptional year that far, likely farther north 
but I think I think I don't know somewhere somewhere I went. I know, I know that there's a lot of problems that people are having with the internet as a result of just so many people are at home and so many people are on the one at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that causes all kinds of problems. So, uh, yeah. what are you going to do? It's Christmas Eve. You can't say, get off the internet. I want to talk to the radio. <laughs> no. And, and the good thing is, is that the ritual that you did, that guided uh, visualization and was beautiful and there was no interruption or glitches. So, it's fantastic. And that, I think, was really, really yeah, yeah, poignant for this evening. Good. Good. Uh, I mean, I sort of did the same time. You know, I sort of feel that that energy in my, my house now. So yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Uh, so next week, you know, we'll be doing New Year's Eve here. Yeah. Because we can't go anywhere. <laughs> nope. I'd rather be here and chatting with people. Uh, so so uh, people, let's, uh, you know, put that in your, uh, in your calendar because you're probably not going anywhere either uh, at eight o'clock on uh, New Year's Eve. Alexia and I will be here. We will be here with our top hat. Maybe, you know, put on the tux or something, you know. Uh, might even figure out how to go. But until then, you know, we like deal with Santa Claus coming. I can hear. Nora has been uh, tracing him. Get those kids ready. <laughs> thank you I wish you a very Merry Christmas and we'll talk yeah Merry Christmas good night everyone thank you for tuning into things worth considering please join your hosts Alexia Georgiusis and Gord Riddell for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time and 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.